0: Welcome back. For Jeff MacArthur, I'm Arlene Bynum, and we began in hour one as we talk about what this uh, schooling back to school is going to do to people. We talked to teachers and some of them are worried. We talked to a doctor. Well, what about some other challenges here? And what about working parents who choose to keep their kids at home? Let's say you looked at the plan and you say, it's not for me you know, I'm going to continue with the homeschooling, or I'm going to continue with some other method, but I am not going to do it. Well, what does your employer have to do if you want to uh, teach your children? Do they have to give you that space? But according to the law, according to Leor Samfuru, that if there is a viable place to send children for care, such as a school, a parent cannot claim family status on the emergency COVID 19 leave. It is something very important to know. Let's talk about it. John Pincus, who is a partner at Samfuru Tumarkin. Thank you for being here, John. Welcome. Good to be here. Okay, you know, we've got all these benefits, and and we've got parents teaching their kids at home. Some people may not realize what this plan to go back to school means, because if I I read this correctly, parents who want to stay home with their kids better check it out with their employer, because if they say no, it's a no-go for them.
1: That's right. So the law here is It's all about preference versus Mm -hmm. obligation. So just like when you have, it's really no different than if you're a new mother or new father and you have a child and you have a particular daycare that you want to use and you need some kind of accommodation. Before you can ask for an accommodation from that employer, you have to show that you've exhausted all possible options to use daycare uh, or, or to have someone in your family or a friend look after your children before saying, hey, I need these certain hours. And the same principle applies here. You have an opportunity to send your children to school. You may not have that as a preference. You may not be comfortable with it. But unless there is a recognized statutory leave that does not relate to school closures, which there is not, uh, then you are going to be obligated to – you're going to be expected to go back to work or or, uh, risk abandoning your employment.
0: Do we know this for sure? Because I see some of the w- the wording here is it is un- extremely unlikely that employers will be legally required to accommodate employees. Is there any wiggle room here?
1: Well, not right now. I, the, the key here is that we have this infectious disease provision that has kept many people uh, able to stay at home uh, because they've had to look over uh, they've had to look after their children. Um, but that provision has really been related to school closures. So it's it's been it has been meant to address the fact that there have been daycare closures uh, or school closures. Now, it's a little bit open ended because it says that, you know, if you are required to look after your children for concerns relating to yourself, including but not limited to school or daycare closures, then um, you are allowed to remain on infectious disease leave. So I suppose it's possible that an employee should, could say, well, it's not a closure, but it's still related to COVID-19, and so I'm still I'm going to take this infectious disease leave. But I think that is a, a bit of a um, dubious proposition to make and a very risky one uh, for an employee to take because if it's deemed that it's not covered by an infectious disease leave, which I don't think it likely is, Uh, then uh, very likely that employee is going to be deemed to have resigned their employment.
0: You know, what are you hearing? Uh, Let's talk about from employers. Are they worried about this? Because, you know, a lot of and I know people, they've been looking after their kids. And I was a bit surprised. They say, Oh, no, no, I'm not. I'm not letting them go back. And we're going to continue to do it. And I thought, I wonder how that is going to impact your job. And are you hearing from employers are concerned about this?
1: Uh, Employers, I find, are not as concerned about this. I think most employers are probably relieved about this because it's going to give their employees the opportunity to go back. What I'm hearing from a lot of employers is concerns that people who are not actually unable to go to work uh, but are staying at home because they've deemed it more beneficial to remain on the Canada Emergency uh, Response Benefit, that uh, they're simply... Uh, being disingenuous about the reasons why they're at home and not coming to work, and that—that's uh, sort of that's a different issue entirely, of course. But that's the main, uh, the main grievance, I suppose, that um, you're hearing from employers right now is that employees—not—not not that employees can't come back to work, but that they. They're not incentivized to come to work because of this benefit they're getting.
0: Yeah, I'm hearing that a lot, that it's got a lot of people worried. You can't win, can you? You have to give people something to buoy up the economy. On the other hand, um, people are terribly concerned because they can't hire people. I was just talking to someone in construction just a few days ago who said they can't can't hire. They usually hire summer students or people Mm -hmm. who are starting out to help. They can't get anybody because they said, why should I do it?
1: Yeah, exactly. So there's, there's a real problem of incentives uh, with this uh, relief program. Obviously, it was a, you know an emergency measure that was needed, and, and I have uh, uh, many clients uh, who have really relied on that because they've lost their job. But, of course, when you have such a widespread program that's not really subject to any individual vetting, you're going to get some abuse, and I, I think we are seeing that.
0: And what kind of interest are you getting? I mean, this is a minefield. It has been since it began. In all your career, you've probably never seen anything that transformed the employment landscape as quickly as this did.
1: Well, the main, of course, uh, difference is that there's been just so many terminations at the same time, so many temporary layoffs at the same time Uh, and you have employers being a little bit more aggressive in terms of claiming their right to place employees on temporary layoffs when in many cases they actually still do not have that right if they haven't gotten their employees to agree in the first place so there's a lot of disputes around temporary layoffs Uh, there's a lot of liability that employers are facing as a result of uh, having to terminate uh, employees and that can be for smaller businesses that can be difficult um, but it's it's a lot of the same things that we normally deal with just in a much greater volume than we're used to dealing with.
0: What do you think I mean parents are going to do here? because uh, clearly after this plan came out, and is it the plan and getting the kids back to school that has changed it? Do you think a lot of parents realize what they're doing if they're happy with it is not going is not going to happen once the fall rolls around?
1: You know what? I I can't really speak to that. I'd be completely speculating as to what what people's expectations are and what their plans are. I know that a lot of people have become accustomed to working from home, to working with their children around. So maybe uh, they're not going to be that uh, enthused about uh, sending their children back to an environment where they're around other kids. Um, and many employers are also becoming comfortable with their employees working remotely. So they may say, in many cases, well, if you want to stay home to look after your, ch- your children, if you're still able to work and able to make, th- make that have that balance, then more power to you. But of course, for many employees, uh, that's not an option because it's either work or look after your children, not both.
0: All right, final question. You know, on the show today, we talked to a teacher that was worried about going. They're compromised. They think that what they know about the virus is not being uh, contained enough in this new plan. Are we heading into a a minefield here with other people as they're heading back to work that are going to say, you know what, I was happy to work there before. I might not feel safe going back. And is it the same thing? You got to go back if there's a plan.
1: You have to go back unless you can identify a specific safety concern that the Ministry of Labor rules as something that needs remedy. So if you have a concern about your workplace, you don't think that the proper measures have been in place, you have an obligation to bring that to your employer's attention. If that's not dealt with, it goes to an inspection uh, officer from uh, the Occupational Health and Safety Division of the Ministry of Labor. And that is the arbiter here. That's the person who will decide whether ultimately whether you have to go back to work or whether the employer has to make a change to the environment before you're obligated to do so.
0: All right. Thank you, John Pincus, for joining us. We really appreciate it. John, you have a great long weekend.
1: You too. My pleasure.
0: John Pincus is a partner at Sam to Tamarkin.